0: Here's your host,
1: William Tincup.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Leah on from JobSync, and our discussion today is the 2022 Definitive Guide to Tripling or Quadrupling Quality Candidate Volume. Emphasis, heavy emphasis is on quality. Um, so I can't wait to kind of talk to Leah. She's a returning guest, and we'll just jump right into it. Leah. Would you please introduce yourself and JobSync?
1: I would love to. Uh, It's nice to be back and chatting with you. Uh, My name is Leah Daniels, and I'm the Chief Commercial Officer over at JobSync. JobSync is a, um, we call it a talent acquisition automation platform, which is a very long set of words that basically means we help all of the different technologies you already use work better. By automating a bunch of things. And the big thing that we've been working on with a number of companies is helping them integrate into the quick and easy applies of Indeed and uh, ZipRecruiter, Talent.com, Telru, all of these job boards that have a lot of access to candidates, um, but not an easy way for you to get a hold of that volume. So we've been doing a bunch of work around that and how to take those candidates and get them directly into the ATS with screening questions already answered. So. That's who
0: we are. I love that. So with this report, which is available uh, through JobSync, you can just go to the website and look through it. The way I explain JobSync to folks is the glue that holds everything together and makes things better. So it's, it's one of those types of things. But with this particular research, the definitive guide to tripling and quadrupling quality, candidate volume, you know, it's, let's just start with the basics. Uh, turning on the faucet, uh, Okay. But now you're turning on the faucet uh, at a, almost to a fire hose level, but it's with quality mm-hmm. candidates. How is that being responded by the your, the folks in TA, the folks that are sourcers, recruiters, et cetera?
1: Um, well, I'm sure given, you know, what we all know about the current state of affairs in the recruitment marketplace, everybody loves this idea of more,
0: mm-hmm. and more
1: quality. Um, but I, I like to think about, the world as sort of two separate levers, right? You have a quality lever and you have a volume lever. And what happens a lot of times with companies is they pull one of the two levers at the sacrifice of the other one. Um, Right. right? And and goal here is to figure out how you pull both of them at the same time. Like how do you both increase the quality while you increase the, the, um, the, the volume? And um, the gu- guide really takes you through sort of separating those two and then bringing them together. So where is that volume trigger? Well, the biggest trigger for volume for companies is being able to use these easy applies right now. Um, our friends at Indeed, for example, will reward companies who use the easy apply with mobile traffic, which is about 70% of their traffic. And if you don't um, use easy apply, you are regulated to the, the desktop traffic, which is you know about 30% of their traffic. So you're competing in a different world if you are able to get into those easy applies. Now you have volume. But as you probably know, and everyone on this call knows, is that um, the easy apply volume isn't qualified. It's just a person who's breathing, who looked at your job and hit the button. And really that key to quality is taking your ATS questions, whatever you might ask, be it two questions, be it your full EEOC questions, be 39 qualifying questions around which shifts you can work and um, which uh, facility you wanna work at, getting those into that easy apply um, uh, process and then getting those candidates back into the recruiters workflow. And that is a magical combination because now we're talking about um, sometimes upwards of 5X, the number of candidates, always at least twice, but almost 5X with some companies, candidates coming off the same budget, um, but not no longer sending candidates to that apply on company site where they are met with the ATS and what we call ATS fatigue. Um, we really want to get that part of the process out of, uh, out of the, the mix and get people into a, a process where they're really able to apply for your job, get all the qualifying questions and get those people in front of recruiters as fast as possible.
0: So, so and everybody would do this different and every position is probably different, but with the questions, um, is there is there a way to guide them towards the things that they actually want if they don't already have those qualifying questions? You know, like if they don't, let's say they don't have knockout questions, or so they don't they don't have the ATS questions that we'd like, or structured interview questions that we would like for them to answer. Um, is there a way to give them some guidance on here's how you should think about easy apply?
1: You know, that's a great question. I think um, you know if you don't know where to start, start with, you know, the open faucet, right? Always start with volume. It's always easier to then add in those um, layers than it is to talk people internally about letting go, right? So I always say, start with volume, figure out how to get that fire hose going, and then start to ratchet it back. And I would say, you know, for some companies, it's really simple. Like, are you over 18? Are you legally authorized to work in the United States? Whatever those sort of minimal qualifiers are, then that might be all you need. But you might also ask really important questions like, do you have transportation to this to this position? Um, or do you have or will you have licensure for this type of job um, by your hire date? So having those understandings of things that are must-haves that will help you screen out the absolute unqualified group. It's a good way to get started. So let's kind of,
0: I know you've studied the candidate experience extensively. Um, Easy apply is just a much more efficient and effective way, but it's also a better experience uh, for everybody. Uh, Quite frankly, for, for recruiters, yes, check. But also for candidates, they look at a job, they're like, okay, this looks really easy. And if you send them a, if they got to click on a thing and then go into a place and then they got to fill out all this crazy stuff, you know, like you've now just made it, uh, now you just made it more difficult, which one could argue, well, that's, you know, if they really want the job, that's a good thing. I'm going to go the other direction and go, well, actually you really just want to make it things easier for them because they might be a, they might be on their mobile phone and they don't have access to some of those things that you want. So take us into kind of the relationship between the relationship that you see between easy apply and candidate experience.
1: Yeah. And you know, what? Uh, let's just uh, unpeel something. You started to walk down and I'm just going to help you get there a little further, which is um, that Candidate experience when they leave a job board, doesn't matter which one. And they, Land on your corporate site and they're confronted with, well, probably nine clicks typically to get to the uh, uh, create an account page of your Workday, of your Taleo, of your UKG, of your success factors. It doesn't matter. Create an account. Uh, Fun fact, your mobile phone, which has definitely saved your previous um, passwords for other workday instances, other success factors instances, et cetera, are going to try to help you um, by filling that information in to your cre- account creation, except that it will be wrong. And so one of the things that's happening right now is that abandonment rate of candidates when they're confronted with a login screen for yet another ATS is, is very high. It has, and this has nothing to do with how much do they want your job or are they qualified. This has everything to do with just simple mobile frustration when they are confronted with a um, an application process that isn't isn't favorable to them. And the Easy Apply experience, um, you know, once they log in with Indeed or Zip or whoever it is, they it's a one login situation. They don't have to remember all these different logins and keep track of it, and they don't have to try to create another one and figure out if they need eight letters or twelve letters or two capitalizations or three special characters or whatever the rules might be. Um, And it really does make it easier on the candidate. Um, The average application, I think I read the other day, has 59 clicks from the time they see a job on a job board to completing that application, um, but nine before they can even start. And that's just just a waste, right? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of of energy and, and candidates don't like it. Um, and they shouldn't have to do that, and there's no reason to do it, right? We, we've actually solved this problem. The market has solved this problem, so leaning into the solution, I think, is in everybody's favor.
0: What's one of the things that the e-commerce people that listen to this, they're, they're going to be thinking about abandonment rate and carts and things like that. It's like somebody's interested, they get to a certain point, and now we've made things difficult. And, yep. uh, and again, all ITSs aren't built the same, so some of them are going to be a, a bit easier, but there's still going to be all of these steps.
1: And yep. if we could make and,
0: those steps less arduous, then, we're, if then you, go ahead.
1: I was say if you remember, for those of us who are of a certain age, um, our friends at Amazon used to have this third-party marketplace where you would search on Amazon, you'd find a job, or if so you try to find a product you want, it's a third party, you click on it and you wouldn't add it to your cart and you wouldn't use the Amazon buying experience. You would actually be redirected to a mm-hmm. new site to do that acquisition. Remember this? Yep. Um, and what happened? Well, people were less likely to finish those purchases because there was so much friction involved. Now you put it into your cart. Amazon handles all the transaction. You put, you know, your 10 different things in your cart, which might be from four different resellers plus some from Amazon directly. You hit the button and away you go. So, you know, this is more akin to that, right? It's not about Um, that they don't want your job right just like they didn't it wasn't that they didn't want that product it's just that they didn't want to put the effort in that they feel like is unnecessary or too frustrating or is too hard to do on that mobile device and so we're really just trying to get rid of a lot of that unnecessary friction I don't necessarily think there is anything wrong with some good friction right good questions good screening that's good friction but this is just unnecessary friction so let's just get rid of it and let's make it easier
0: so let's, let's go back to volume and pre-show. We, we kind of talked a little bit about volume in this, in the kind of the sense of, okay, teams, their ability to kind of consume volume. And, you, you know, at the beginning you said, let's, let's open up the fa- If, 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 if nothing else, let's, let's open up the faucet and let's get you volume. And then you can then kind of dial that back to figure out what you can actually consume. Yep. How do y'all, how do y'all help, help folks calibrate that?
1: Well, it's interesting, right? Uh, One of the questions that we talk to companies about all the time is, you know, uh, if we double your volume, or triple your volume, or quadruple your volume tomorrow, (laughs) it would be something simple as tomorrow, because our friends at Indeed and our friends that don't don't scale back and help you ramp, right? You turn it on, it's on. Um, How do you handle that? Do you have manual processes in the middle where we should think about automating and creating um, automation triggers that allow for you to, for example, I don't know, uh, text message a person as soon as they apply and they have, you know, they hit your minimum qualification and say, Hey, we love you. You're great. Here's the next step. Click on this link, uh, you know, schedule an interview, schedule a phone screen, whatever it might be. Um, I just did some, uh, a report with a company called pivot CX, which is a text messaging company. 59.8% of people will respond within 14 minutes of that text. It's staggering how fast you can move someone from an application with minimum qualifications into an interview or a phone screen um, with the right automation, the right technology to support you. Um, We work with another company where um, they have manual process that helps identify where each person is at and then email the, the application to storefront. Uh, managers. And so we built a big routing system, help them do that. So you don't have to have those people doing these manual processes. So help companies be able to manage through that volume, um, you know, volume first, quality second, process third, right? Just sort of walk through those three steps with, with everyone so that you can ensure that you have all the proper pieces in place in your business to actually do something good with that, those candidates that are coming through.
0: That's perfect. So quality, as we've talked about, especially in the guide, um, this quality, kind of like what I'm thinking about is when when volume comes in, they've got an idea. They start with an idea of what quality looks like. Do you see that they change their kind of minds as to what quality looks like or what should it be as they get more volume? And the reason I'm asking the question is maybe they don't know what they don't know. So they, they start with a premise of, okay, this is what a quality candidate looks like. And then they get volume and they're like, okay, yep, we were wrong. Quality looks like (laughs) this over here. Do you, do you, first of all, do you see if am I right or wrong? Or do you see that at all?
1: Well, I think you almost have to separate this into a tale of two worlds, right? You have your recruitment engines who are looking for high volume, similar position, They've hired a thousand of these people in the last three months, and they're going to hire another thousand of them in the next three months. And and for them, um, they're they're pretty tight in terms of what they understand to be quality and what you know what the numbers need to look like. How many people do we need to apply to, in order to get through the funnel and and get them seated into the to the job? I think that that is a wildly different experience than if you're talking about um, you know hiring manager driven definitions of quality in which, you know, part of the recruiter's job is to manage the, the manager and how do we find quality in there when that's a moving target? Um, so I think, you know, one of the things that we've learned is that folks who've got a really tight process, right? This is just about changing the numbers to make sure everything works for their, um, their throughput. Right. When you start working with these companies who have individual requirements based on individual, um, you know, either either hiring managers or recruiting leads, um, that's different, right? That's where you really have to start getting them to think more, oftentimes more about not the uh, definition of quality, but what do you do with it when it shows up? And what we found, and there's some stuff in the guide about this, is that um, a lot of times, you know, hiring managers aren't professional recruiters we know this and they they don't always think about the world the right way you know i have this great stat that men will apply for jobs that they're 60% qualified and women are often you know 90 to 100% qualified before they apply well that has lots of of legs to it right it's lots of things to consider in there when you're talking about quality because it means if you change your job description you are going to get less quality for your male applicants, but maybe more quality for your female applicants. So Mm -hmm. what does that mean to the business and how do you manage through that and make sure that you are looking at the process in a way that um, gets you to your end goal, which is getting these hires into your business.
0: Yeah. And for, for people that are using this as sourcing, they're trying to get a, a, most of uh, the great sources are trying to get a diverse slate of candidates. So they're trying to actually represent the population and give that to the hiring manager or the recruiter, et cetera. Um, Let's go back to the guide because you mentioned it is um, with the the, the time that we have left. What other nuggets are in the guide for folks?
1: So I think um, one of the the sort of hidden statements in there, for lack of a better way to say it, is um, I get to the end of this guide and we talk about squeezing nickels. and the reason we put this in is one of the things that I've noticed in my, I won't tell you how many years of doing this, uh, is that there's lots of advice out on the market on how to get more candidates. And oftentimes it means two things, a lot of work for your recruiters and incremental, right? You're into this incrementality of um, more candidates. So you maybe you convert your candidate rate from 5% to 5.2%. Right. And um, one of the reasons we wrote this guide was because I, I, I was starting to think about how much Stockholm syndrome exists in the market. Like all of our recruiters that we work with have sort of accepted the fact that they need to get 100 clicks to get four applicants. And that's not true. Um, and, you know, we've convinced them as a market that they could go from 100 clicks to 4.2 applicants or 4.5 applicants. Um, and, and, and they're going to do that by rewriting all of their titles, changing everything they do in their descriptions. They're going to, uh, kill half their questions. Um, they're going to respond within one millisecond of somebody replying. It's just a lot of work on the recruiter side, individual recruiters to get those, those nickels out of the process. And we really want to focus on big swings, right? How do you automate things so that you're not, having to put all of this work on the recruiter's desk. Instead, this is being done behind the scenes without having the recruiters do the heavy lifting of figuring out how to get more applicants. They're gonna to have to do the heavy lifting of managing through them, but we can take away that part where you no longer have to rewrite all your titles or you have to now add 16 benefits in on individual bullets in order to make sure that they get um, highlighted enough that, that can't as well read it and so forth.
0: It's got to be a relief for recruiters to to read something like this and think, okay, you can get a better outcome and you don't have to work as hard. Like that's just got to be a relief on on some intellectual level. It's like okay, because everyone tells me, I, I, and the jobs getting harder. You know, like, people are quitting. You know, all of this stuff. Yep. Like my my jobs get technically getting harder. And oh by oh, by the way, you want me to work harder? Okay, great, sounds great. So well, and, and work rel- harder
1: doing things I don't like doing, right? It's not <laughs> even the talking to the people part that I do like doing.
0: That's right. And you got me doing a bunch of stuff that I don't like doing. Like we could go through the laundry list of how wrong all of these things are, but it's got to be re- it's got to be rewarding to put out research, put out things in front of an audience, and say, hey, listen, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, if you want it to be that way, sure, keep doing the same stuff, like yeah, no change. But it, it doesn't have to be that way. It's so you're painting kind of a, a new world. Like um, I was talking to somebody earlier and they were talking about containers, like the historic containers, the old containers don't won't help you with the new way of work. You have to create new containers. That yeah. uh, was just a wonderful way of, of thinking about things. So tell us a little bit, uh, where, where can they get the report?
1: Oh, you can get them uh, right on our website. It's at jobsync.io. Um, and I will make sure it's on the homepage if it's not there already. Um, mm. But we are really excited about uh, making sure folks can get access to it and take away the nuggets that they can, you know, use immediately. But, you know, the big thing in here is how do you look strategically at your recruiting and change the, the outcomes dramatically without having to triple and quadruple your budget? I didn't say that in the title. You probably should have, but it right. all presumes you haven't changed the budget. This yeah. is all working within your existing uh, financial uh, framework.
0: Well, that's that's important to say because yes, you could double, triple, quadruple. You just <laughs> you just yeah. double, double, triple, quadruple <laughs> your spend. It's like no, that's not that's not that's the point. It's a one page report. <laughs> yeah, that is a one page report. <laughs> spend, just spend more money.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks. And you know the worst part is, um, you know, when you get into these things, and you do double or triple your spend. You don't get double or triple the outcome, right? This uh mentality piece that happens yeah. where you actually have to spend, you know, four times as much to get twice as much. Oh. Um, and that is, or that's the reality of how this, this um, you know, bidding models all end up working in, in the market. So that's not a great answer, right? So spend no. four times as much to get twice as many is, is not an answer any CFO wants to hear, no. um, but really but, and- automate your way. To, to more is is the goal and, and it's and soul crushing people. to hear
0: that like as a, as <laughs> for a recruiter it's like I want you to you know spin double but you or spin four times and you're gonna get double it's like what no that doesn't make yeah. sense it's like yeah it doesn't yeah. make sense it's I like know. A, I'm sorry. kind of the point <laughs> um leah as always this has been fantastic thank you so much a for creating a guide and getting people to think about how to to really leverage uh, easy apply and uh, just appreciate your work
1: Oh, thanks for having
0: us and having me. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. Well, there you go. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.